A few years ago, when the Billy Graham crusade came to Oakland, I went. I went knowing this evangelical Christian revival would push some of my buttons. I went out of the sheer curiosity of seeing Billy Graham preach. I went seeking some closure with the Christian tradition that I had left for Unitarian Universalism. I went out of a desire to grow more confident in my chosen faith. I did not really go to participate in the crusade, but participation was not optional. (laughs) Held in some enormous sports stadium, the Billy Graham crusade started off slow and easy. It took over an hour for everyone to get into the stadium and to find their seats as a band played on stage amid the chatter of thousands of excited worshipers. My friend Rick and I found our seats and tried to adjust to our surroundings. Ever so slowly, the crusade got underway. The choir joined the band The tempo and volume of the music started to rise little by little. Then a minister appeared on stage, and then another, and another, and another. A long opening prayer, more singing, calling out to a global audience watching on their television screens, more singing, another prayer, some scripture, but no Billy Graham. In true rock star fashion, they were saving his appearance until the congregation was really warmed up, and it was warming up in that stadium. I didn't want to get caught up in the excitement. I'd come to be critical, remember? (laughs) But as the music swelled and the crowd rose to its feet in unison, I stood, too, stood to behold a stooped old man shuffling onto stage with the help of other men. The stooped old man placed a hand on either side of the pulpit and uttered a word of greeting. The crowd went wild. We were in the presence of the great Billy Graham. We all hunger for spiritual food. We all desire to grow spiritually. Even us Unitarian Universalists, or should I say, especially us Unitarian Universalists, Human beings are hardwired for connection. This same hard wiring makes us naturally religious. We hunger for spiritual connection. We hunger to make meaning in our lives and of our existence. We hunger for hope and joy and love. Billy Graham's sermon that night in Oakland was not especially good. To my mind, it was simplistic, 
and culturally tone-deaf. His delivery was what you might imagine from a very elderly preacher in poor health. But he got the sermon charged up at the end. In true evangelical fashion, Billy knew that it was his job to bring on the altar call. It was his job to make everyone in the stadium want to come down front, either bodily or at least in their minds, to recommit themselves to Jesus. Billy knew everyone in the stadium was hungry for spiritual food. Rick and I looked at each other. We were hungry, too. But as the choir started singing, Just As I Am, and thousands of people streamed forward, we stayed in our seats. I felt the pang of being a religious tourist. It is often the hunger for a deeper spirituality that brings us to a Unitarian Universalist church. And it is the same hunger that may also draw us away from Unitarian Universalism. We come seeking a faith that is open to a wide variety of theological points of view. What we too often find is a congregation that is too timid about religion to make any meaning of it. We too often find a congregation that is more concerned with its building or its committees or its social justice work than it is in offering nourishing food to the spiritually hungry. I don't want First Parish in Concord to be a pass-through place on someone's spiritual journey. I want us to be brave enough to engage at a religious level that is satisfying I want us to be about being a church first and all other things second. If we have the ability to make ours a congregation that can feed a person at each stage of his or her life, then we will have done something together. We have the ability to help people connect and reconnect, deepen and grow all of the days of their lives. Theologian and author Kathleen Norris writes in her book, Amazing Grace, My initial seeking was done of necessity in a small, traditional Presbyterian church in the isolated town where I live and also in the Benedictine monasteries of the region. I'm grateful, she continues, that I didn't have more choices than that because given my emotional needs at the time, I would have found it confusing. I've often been asked, usually by urban people, she says, why I sought out a Christian monastery rather than a Buddhist one. The answer is geography, of course. I would have had to travel more than 500 miles to find a Buddhist one, and I didn't have the money. For me, the result of what the world might consider deprivation, she says, has been a happy one, more or less forced to take a good look at where I was and take advantage of what was available locally. I was also forced to find sustenance 
within my own religious heritage. And I found it much more various, rich, and nourishing than I had ever imagined. These words by Kathleen Norris give me great comfort. You and I need not leave our religious tradition to find sustenance. We can find Unitarian Universalism much more various, rich, and nourishing than we ever imagined, but only if we are hungry for it, only if we have the desire to grow spiritually ourselves. One of the things I treasure most about serving as your minister is the chance to learn more about the history of First Parish in Concord. My predecessors are alive to my ministry. I walk around the parish hall and I know those men and that woman in those pictures. Daniel Bliss, William Emerson, Ezra Ripley, here for 63 years. Barzillai Frost, Grindle Reynolds, Dana McLean Greeley. The work of Arthur Jealous and Gary Smith and Jenny Rankin inform my ministry. I build on their legacy and I know it full well. I would not be here without any one of those people that this church has been active on this site for almost 380 years gives me courage and respect for its congregation. For it has not been ministers who have kept First Parish in Concord alive. Only its members could do that. Only members who have been fed by this congregation and are willing to feed others can carry it forward. At a recent minister's retreat, one of my colleagues casually mentioned how he felt Unitarian Universalism had found him, not the other way around. I was intrigued. How had Unitarian Universalism been seeking him? What had it used as its bait? What longing might our faith have had For this individual person, what was strong enough to capture him and to propel him on to ministry? What might change if we saw Unitarian Universalism as powerful enough to draw in seekers by the thousands, just like the Billy Graham crusade knew it could? Unitarian Universalism found me, not the other way around, my colleague said. I wonder if it I wonder now if it wasn't somehow the same for me. I wonder if the accident of my going into the first Unitarian Church in Portland, Oregon, that September day of my twenty-fourth year of life was an accident at all. What if our fine old religion had actually been seeking me for years? What if it was not going to give up until it embraced me? 
and how might I now help it find others who need it badly? How, how do I offer others spiritual food I was once so hungry for? I must simply do my best in my time, as we all must. In his 1985 chapter, Reminiscences of the Congregation, Eric Parkman Smith recalls, Dr. Dana McLean Greeley's succession to the pulpit of First Parish in Concord has had a substantial effect upon the size of the congregation. His impressive manner, his magnificent personal presence, and his wide acquaintance among religious leaders worldwide all contributed to his success. But it was mostly his steady labor on parish duties, which Sunday after Sunday built up the size of the congregation. In a time of trouble, he was helper and a visitor to each parishioner. What I'm asking us to do is not that difficult at all. It does not take any skills that we do not already possess. I am asking us to do what Dr. McLean really did and what he is remembered so fondly for having done. I ask only that we attend to the steady labor of parish duties which Sunday after Sunday build up the congregation. I ask only that we be kind and welcoming to someone we do not know yet. I ask only that we be patient and curious with someone different than ourselves. I ask only to remember that the Church's true purpose is to feed people spiritually. If the great Dr. Greeley can be remembered for his kindness and his care, we can be remembered for the same, too. Over time, I have learned two things about my religious quest, writes Kathleen Norris. First of all, that it is God who is seeking me and who has myriad ways of finding me. Second, that my most substantial changes in terms of religious conversion come through other people. She continues, even when I am convinced that God is absent from my life, Others have a way of suddenly revealing God's presence to me. It does not matter how we name that which calls us, calls us out of our isolation and our fear to greater service. It does not matter how imperfectly we might wrestle with language to describe our own spiritual hunger. We have been given another chance today to recommit ourselves to this fine old faith. Just as I am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. As the people streamed forward for the altar call, Streamed forward to the strains of just as I am years ago at the Billy Graham crusade. I thought to myself, 
yes, just as I am. Just as I am this Unitarian crashing a Christian event. Just as I am this seminarian with a hunger to lead a congregation. Just as I am this young gay man so in love with religion that he wants to spend his whole life practicing it. Just as I am someone whose beliefs will change and grow as life demands. Just as I am, both hungry for spiritual food and able to offer it to others. Just as I am, broken but mended, wise but still learning, loving and lovable. Just as I am, I recommitted myself to Unitarian Universalism right there at the Billy Graham Crusade. And no lightning bolt struck me down. Recommit yourselves and see what wonders will happen in your life. So be it. Amen.